Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this regularly scheduled episode of Heavy F and the Poli Sci Guys. I am your host, the political superman, and we are coming to you live from the foothills of the Cherokee National Forest where we are, Gatlinburg. The time, 9.33 on the East Coast, 6.33 on the Left Coast. The news starts now. Today, the United States, in an unprecedented move, chose to abstain from vetoing a resolution saying that Israel was in violation of the two settlements that they have um, outside of the Palestinian territories, uh, setting up what could be an interesting precedent coming up. Uh, Fortunately, it's right before the Trump administration comes in, so hopefully we'll see a reversal of that. We have seen an escalation in the arms race, allegedly. Was that bluster? Is that going to happen? Or is the media taking the words out of context? The third issue we're going to tackle this evening has to do with this whole notion of the war on Christmas. We're going to talk about that. And the fourth topic we're going to discuss is... Obama, and is he whining, or is he literally an oppressed president? Our panelists for today, Tammy, Barbara, Patricia, and later on will come Ashbo and Alan. We want to welcome everybody here. Thank you for tuning in and listening. This program is sponsored in part by Chick-fil-A, where they did not invent the chicken just the chicken sandwich. Have a number one large size with the cherry coke. It's also brought to you by the Wall Street Journal, where you get the right news at the right time. In the upper left-hand corner, type in heavy F and poli sci, and you will get a discount. You make money. You save money. I make money. And we are all happy here. It's also brought to you by SPW Consulting Group and soon-to-be-announced business venture, Secret Sleepers. You can visit us, spwconsulting.com. Hello, ladies. How are you all today? I'm great. Just great. I am peachy. Okay. I am peachy keen. Okay. So, Up and silver. We have today the United States not vetoing, or they abstained, meaning they didn't vote for the resolution 
They just didn't veto it. And in years past, going all the way back to the creation of Israel, we have, and I say creation, the recognition of the world bodies of them as a state, we have vetoed any measure uh, to stop. So, um, I'm very disappointed that they have done that, but not unexpected, to be honest. And anybody that is thinking that it is unexpected, well, (laughs) sorry about your luck, Chuck. But I will let you two ladies, who I know are very pro-Israel, I will let you ladies chime in, and we'll start with Barbara, since she's chopping celery. (laughs) Thank you. I have to stop. I'm thoroughly disgusted. No, it was not unexpected, and I thoroughly inspected it from Obama. Um, It just shows true colors and how he really feels about Israel. And this is the guy who uh, opposed, you know, there's no racism in this country. Uh, He just showed how racist he really is and uh, how he hates Israel, how he hates uh, Bibi Netanyahu. And um, this is terrible. Absolutely terrible. Is this, you know, the seven times they've done it before, the United States has vetoed it under the Obama administration. Could this just be Obama's parting shot? Because he doesn't get along with Netanyahu. And him saying, you know what, this is what I could have done to you, but I didn't. Because everybody knows that amendment, that uh, resolution is going as far as the trash can come January when the new United Nations uh, Secretary General is seated. Right. This is a screw-over. I mean, yeah, this is him saying, you know, this is what I think of you, and uh, I'm out of here. And he's essentially giving him the third finger. So, uh, you know, and Trump said this is all going to change come January 20th. Yeah, Trump was pretty quick to come out today and, and say something. I was quite impressed with with how fast he came out. Patricia, what's your take on all this? I'm not surprised at, at Obama. I almost slipped and called him the name that I call him. But um, it doesn't surprise me one bit. With him being a Muslim, it, that's typical of them. They hate Jews. They hate Israel. They want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Obama thinks that by doing this, he's furthering the cause when, in essence, if they try to really wipe Israel off the face of the earth, they're going to be wiped off the face of the earth. Well, God said he will not destroy Israel again. Israel is God's chosen state. I mean, that's just the way it is. And people that <laughs> mess with Israel. All you got to do is look at the end of the end of the book of Revelation to determine what's going to happen. Um, so, you know, Israel, yeah, they should be careful about about messing with Israel. Well, I mean, you know, he's already God has already put a, a pillar of cloud between Syria and Israel, and it didn't touch Israel. Well, Israel's protected until. Israel's protected until they give up the Golan Heights. Once they give up the Golan Heights, 
it's going to be over. Uh, it, it's going to be over. And that veil of protection will uh, will definitely be be uh, be an issue. They won't be destroyed, but that will be the beginning of the end. But you all have heard me discuss that before. Uh, now, let's go ahead and take take a second cue or transition into the second subject, because we all know by now that President-elect Trump likes to send out these tweets. Now, a lot of us thought during the campaign, you know, hey, here's a guy that can't control his mouth. But I'm starting to realize that maybe he's crazy like a fox. And you guys are waiting for me to expound, right? Well... Let's take let's take it and let's go all the way back to when most people thought he was a joke. Okay? Here comes these crazy tweets that we're sitting here going, there is no way on God's green earth this is going to pass. I'll give you an example. The wall. Everybody and their mama knows Mexico is not paying for that wall. Right? But you know the little meeting that Trump had in Mexico where he says, hey, we didn't really discuss the wall? And Mexico comes out and says, well, we've had a discussion and there is a move to discuss the wall. So uh, they've been having discussions now on how to put a wall up so that Mexico can assist with the wall and that the cost can be defrayed off of the United States and onto Mexico through grants and other different projects and the reworking of aid packages and other things. So the question would be, you know, is he crazy like a fox? Because you look at Boeing. He come out with Boeing and says, you know, having a new Air Force One with the price tag that was on it, nearly $2 billion for one plane, he's like, this is ridiculous. He tweets that. Not 24 hours later, Boeing comes back and says, hey, we're going to renegotiate this. Yeah. Well, then they find out that Lockheed Martin is in their program overcharging for the F-35 and that it's way behind, it's got delays, they are not ready. So he goes to Boeing and says, look, you make the F-18 Hornet, give me a draft of how to make the F-18 Hornet cost-effective to undo the F-35 program. So if you can come up with an F-18 Hornet, that has the same technology as the F-35 uh, that they're working on, and you can deliver sooner, faster product that's going to work, we're going to renegotiate the deal. And we're renegotiating the deal because you came to us and said, hey, we're going to renegotiate the Air Force One program. So you 
And and there's probably 30 other examples that I can give where this really crazy tweet comes out. Well, 24 hours later, we're having a dialogue and something's being accomplished. So my question is, crazy or crazy like a fox? Patricia. He may want people to believe he is. He is a businessman. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to negotiate. That much has been proven over the last few weeks or last month since he was elected president, especially now since the Electoral College has confirmed that he is going to be president as of the 20th of January. Crazy as a fox? Yeah, I'd say he is. Barbara? Sorry. Yeah, uh, I think he is because, you know, um, God, I had something in my mind that just completely left it. Um, where he said that, you know, he would go along if none of these people would back him, the uh, Republicans in the Congress and whatnot. And he went ahead and he did it. <laughs> you know, a lot of these people were not backing him. And when the tape came out about him groping these women or saying he would grope them, and people would, you know, Ryan said that he wouldn't back him. And, you know, but that that's how he became the billionaire that he is by the deals that he has made over the years. You know, let's forget about bankruptcies. I mean, that's, you know, happens to everybody. But, well, um, the bankruptcies are actually strategic from a business point of view because if you've got a business and you've you've maxed that business out and you're at the point to where it's no longer profitable, then it's you're laying it down. Excuse me a minute. The problem you've got, the problem you've got is that you take these businesses that you've used up, that you are no longer going to turn a profit, you take every debt that you've got, you saddle that business with that debt, and then you do a Chapter 11. That's a practical business move, okay? It's a smart move on his part. And, you know, he's not the only one doing it. Yeah. There's people out there every day that doesn't. Yeah. If at any point in time I had to file bankruptcy, I would take all of my debt, turn it to corporate debt, and then shuttle off the corporate debt so that it doesn't affect me. So, I mean, it's just it's a smart move. Yeah. yeah. But the interesting thing is, is if you, if you look at everything, in the weeks leading up to the election, we were hearing about the taxes, we were hearing about the bankruptcies, we were hearing about... All of these other, the women, for example, isn't it interesting that since November the 9th, we've not heard one peep about none of it? Nope. Especially these women, and the way I see it is if they're not paid operatives and they truly were groped, molested, talked about, et cetera, et cetera, then why aren't they still making a case for this? 
So. Yeah. Where are the lawsuits? Hmm. Yeah. That's my point. So, anyway. All right. Topic number three. And the nuclear deal. Now, I have to admit, when I first heard it this morning, I'm thinking, okay, why did Trump basically start a nuclear arms race? And then I got to reading the actual tweet, listening to the actual conversation, and he said, if Russia wants to get into a pissing contest, for lack of a better term. Pissing match. That uh, uh, he said, look, you know, our economy can outdo Russia. And it's true because Russia's economy is in the tank. And here's something that most people don't know. You know, Obama's cut our nuclear arsenal in half. Oh, yeah. But, and this is where the big but is, he signed a $1 trillion bill a few months ago that is to redo our arsenal and to boost our nuclear capabilities. You know, he does it, nobody says a word, it's quiet, and when Trump mentions it, well, everybody goes nutso. Not factoring in that it's already been done. So, what are your all thoughts? Well, I think he's right in doing it. We have to, like Reagan said, you know, peace by strength. You know, it's something we are desperately, I mean, he's gutted our military. I mean, you know, our guys are over in Iraq right now with our hand, their hands tied. And, you know, we how can we find ISIS? For one thing, because you know, Obama won't even say the name. <clears throat> how can we find an enemy if we don't identify him? And uh, uh, we just have to build our military up. We have to build our arsenal up. We have to be the strength that we were in World War II. I mean, we, we have to become that. America that our enemies were afraid of. Again, you know, and that's the only way we're going to survive as a country. Our enemies aren't afraid of us anymore. They're laughing at us because of the guy that's in a Hawaii now using taxpayer dollars to spend his last Christmas vacation. So. Listen, I'm not opposed to the whole taxpayer dollar thing for the well, vacation. Well, I am. I am. In I'm his not. own damn money. In his own damn money. Oh. Well, let's see. And 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 I'll agree. I'll disagree with this simply because the president's the president. Three sixty-five. Yeah, but George W. Bush is not taking Christmas vacation till after Christmas. So his atoms could go home, the police could go home, and you know that, Fabian. I do know that. And I know that when he was at home on Christmas, it was a place that was already protected and they were going to be there anyway. I I understand that. Okay. You know, but no, Obama won't do that. But let me tell you, listen to me. Let me tell you what happens. 
that house that he stays in in Florida is considered his primary residence, just like the one in Chicago. It's guarded all the time by the Secret Service, okay? Local police are always guarding it. It's set up whether he's there or not. The only thing that the taxpayers are, are on the hook for, that they're not already on the hook for, is the flight over there. Yeah, well, why did he pay out of that out of his own pocket? Because the law says that he's not allowed to. And the law ought to be changed. But would you have that same argument if it were a Republican? Trump, I bet, uses his own damn plane. Trump won't be allowed to use his own plane. I'm going I'm to tell you that right now. That baby's going to go in a hangar somewhere and not be used. Well, Barbara, the president, listen, I'm, I'm not, I don't disagree that his trips there are expensive. I'm simply saying that he's the president no matter where he's located. He has to have the technology. He has to have the ability to communicate wherever he's at. We've created those things. That's why we have Air Force One. It is a White House on wheels. That is why the stuff that's set up in Florida, or excuse me, Hawaii, set up in Chicago, it's there It's there whether he's there or not, okay? You know, Obama has taken advantage of this, and he's taken us for granted. And yes, he has. so many of our dollars for trips that were so unnecessary. I remember when he first got into office, and he and his first lady took a trip to New York to go see a Broadway show. That still gets under my skin. Should their, but should their lives be put on hold because they're yes. the president and first lady? Take a trip to New York and use Air Force One to go out on a date. Did George W. Bush do that? No. Yes. 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 He took First Lady Laura on a date on Air Force One. He took First Lady Laura on a date on Air Force One. Yes. Well, I didn't know about it. It wasn't because, publicized. Because they kept it quiet, because they didn't want all the media knowing their business. It's not a matter of them wanting to use Air Force One. Air Force One, Air Force One. when the president is out of the White House, Air Force One is where he is. Okay? It's just the way it is. Okay? Yeah. It's just the way it is. As a matter of fact, there's two Air Force Ones that always lift off. Just like when they pick him up off the White House lawn, there's three Marine ones. The cars that he drives, the cars are set down by a C-130. So I'm just simply saying that, yes, Obama did do that. He was trying to appeal to millennials. They made it all public, but so is Bush. So did Clinton. So did Carter. Hell, so did Reagan. But Reagan used Marine One and went to... They flew um, somewhere, I don't recall where, but they flew and had a date and then flew back. It's not a matter of them abusing it. It's the matter of it's required that the president be accessible 24-7, 365. I understand that. And he's got to have the tools. He has to have the tools to successfully do his job wherever he is. I'm not opposed to Air Force One going, if the Obamas wanted to go on a date, now, 
I will tell you, they could have flown the helicopter. They didn't have to take the airplane to New York. Um, Why take the helicopter? That's beneath them. But, again, I'm back to Air Force One would have been there anyway. (laughs) So might as well ride the airplane and leave the helicopter. And that's what they did. Because the airplane goes where he goes. And, And that's what people don't understand. That airplane is always within close proximity of him. Okay. I understand people don't like it. And I understand Hawaii is a long way away. It's a 12-hour flight. Okay. But it is what it is. And would we want our president? Let's look at it this way. Okay. As much as we hate that, would we want something to happen in our country and our president to be stuck on the island of Hawaii? Would we want him? You don't want me to answer that one. Too bad it didn't stay there. Forget, forget that it's Obama. <laughs> Would we want our president stuck on the island of Hawaii? Any other presidents? No. The true answer yeah. is no. Okay. You have to look. Remember when I told y'all, you may not like the man that's in the office, but make your look at the office itself. Okay. And we want to give that office every tool possible to be successful. Okay. Now, I'm not defending Obama's actions. I'm simply saying that no matter where the president is, that plane's going to be. He drives me to drink. <laughs> well, I, I think you've only... everything else that he's done, all the unnecessary vacations that they've taken... I mean, they've taken what three a year. You can't take. You can take the people out of the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of the people. Right. And that's all. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Yeah, that's true. And then, and then the other day, the laughable article that he came out and said that uh, told Trump not to write as many executive orders as he did. Huh, the poster child. The poster child. Of I got a pen and a phone. <laughs> Well, Obama knows that most of his work's going to be undone, which is part of the reason he's on TV. Here's our good segue into our final topic. But it's part of the reason he's on TV doing exit interviews, basically, and he's whining about his uh, attacks on him in office and how he's just been persecuted and blah, blah, blah. And the big one is, the big one is he says that early on he was accused of trying to take away Christmas. Well, he did. Now, I went back and researched this to look it up and see what the status was. And he did, in fact, you know, do the whole happy holidays, refusing to say Christmas crap. And he explains it by saying, I want to be inclusive. Well, that's that's not a true statement. Okay. And so he's using that. And there's other things that he says he's been persecuted on because he's black. Please. Poor baby. <laughs> well, the blacks say that he's, you know, if he'd have done a good job, people would say he's the first black president. Blacks say he's the first half-white president. Yeah, he would have been lauded as a great president if he had done great things. But he got in there, I'm black. Maybe look at me. 
I'm the first black president. Oh, man. No, he turned it into an eight-year, you know, ego trip. And, you know, and now I read the other day (coughs) that I think I posted it that Hawaii found a new species of fish and they named it after Obama. That is a correct statement. Give me a break. That is a correct oh, statement. Oh, just feed his ego a little bit more, why don't we? Right. Oh, God. I, I just 28 days. I can't. Oh, God. I'm just. <laughs> my happy feet are just itching to dance. Okay, so being that this is the the end of the year, and and we're going to have one more episode prior to us going off the air for 2016 and and signing off, what is the one accomplishment, good thing, President Obama did this year? (laughs) The one good thing that President Obama did this year. Patricia. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, I see. I, as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing that he has done that was good. Okay, so what is the best thing other than Election Day and President-elect Trump winning? What was the best accomplishment this year in politics? <laughs> oh, brother. My brain sank. Yeah, I, I figured you guys would have some fun with this one. Uh, best thing political? Yeah. When um, Hillary gave her... Um... Concession speech? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. She done, she done got all tongue-tied. Because Hillary gave a concession speech. She's like, well, I, got, I got one. Okay. When Hillary lost again December 19th when the electors made Trump official. <laughs> no, 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 because everybody knew she was going to lose. I'll tell you the best thing that was when more of her voters defected uh-huh. <laughs> than yeah. Trump's. Yeah, that's true. Well, now I got to think again. Uh, best thing politically. Well, can it be for the cabinet that Trump put together? Technically, no, because they're not seated yet. Oh, shit. Well, uh, well, I'll have to go with what Tricia said when she gave her concession speech. Oh, y'all are so lame. <laughs> I mean, it's seriously. Hard to, this thing politically. Hmm. Y'all are lame. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm working on you, Evan, and they, she had to be helped to, into a van and couldn't even but get up into the van. Now, come on. Y'all aren't being very Christian-like here. I, I need y'all to be Christian-like. Well, well it, it's the truth. I mean, it was, you know, well, not, when, un-Christian. When, when, stating a fact. You're in union. You all should not rejoice in somebody being hurt. Oh, 
It doesn't take much when it falls fur. When Britain left the European Union. That now that now see, that was a good political thing. What? Brexit. When Britain left the European Union. Okay. Does anybody know when they plan to fully be divested of the EU? I think it's not till 2018, I think. Okay. Well, I know there's some people trying to put a stop to it. It's going to work out for them in the long run. It really is. Just like people tried to stop... uh... Yeah, well, you know, it's hard for change. You know, people, you know... it, it is a little harder for things to change. People don't like it necessarily. And it's uh, it's understandable. Best thing politically, Obama's leaving office. <laughs> yeah, but that's going to happen in 2017. Uh, I, I understand. <clears throat> You ever watched Home Alone too? Home Alone? I've never watched him. Watched what? Home Alone, you know. Little kid that gets left home. I've been watching a lot of biblical things on on uh, YouTube this week. Yeah. All right, so... I have a good one. When Ted Cruz stated that he was indeed going to uh, assist Trump and conceded that Trump... He really didn't come out that much for him, did he? No, but he did what was necessary. Now I just hope that he gets the affairs and everything taken care of. Well, I haven't heard his name mentioned so far in the transition. You won't. I mean, you won't other than SCOTUS. All right. Well, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. By the way, stay on after I end the call. Uh, okay. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. This program was brought to you by Chick-fil-A, where we didn't invent the chicken, just the chicken sandwich, and the Wall Street Journal, the right news at the right time. Have a number one large size with a cherry Coke today. Remember, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank a soldier for without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Thank the families of soldiers for without them, we wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. On behalf of Poli <laughs> Heavy F and the Poli guys, this is the political Superman saying, have a good night, everybody. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.